Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, if you have a game, and it is good, then give it time and it will thrive, and you will be Gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals, Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors. Happy New Year. Welcome to episode number 428 of the Best Linux Games Podcast being recorded for you on this uh, January 6th of 2023, a brand new year, our first show of the new year. Uh, crack engineer Ivor Molina, Wapow over there in the booth holding up the whiskey sign. That's a good idea, Ivor. You're fired. Happy New Year. You're fired. Good. Let's have that whiskey now. Um... Mm. Mm. That would make it, of course, for our sequel friends, 2023-0106, and it's being recorded at uh, 06.30 hours, or no, uh, what am I saying, 06, what the fuck, 1800 hours, 1824 hours. Uh, left coast, coast the most. Um, PM Pacific time. Uh, normally, let's get straight to our top stories. Uh, first of all, we are still out of meds, still off our medication. Uh, Amarotters still is borked. Um, speaking of things that still remain the same, it does not in any way diminish the 
perverse delight and just oh ball crushing like this like I don't know Schadenfreude shame ignominy disgust loathing um overall comedy value of Kevin McCarthy uh who today as of right now uh still is not the speaker of the house in the United in these United States um it's just it's like a preview of what's to come. A uh, bunch of fucking rabid, fucking psychopathic idiots trying to tear their own faces off in the sociopathic uh, Thunderdome of uh, just completely nonproductive bullshit. Um, which is exactly what the Republicans ran on, and it's what they got. Um Yeah, so also it's doubly shameful though and tempered with like the profound gravity. This is the second anniversary since uh, the January 6th attacks two years ago to this day. One of the worst days in American history, bar none. Bar none. I can, it goes right up there. It goes right up there. Absolutely. Goes right up there. Um, And might actually be, I mean, it's the, Biggest, it's the biggest and most direct attack by our own fucking country, led by a rogue president, to obviate and um, what's the word, abridge the uh, most fundamental right that keeps our our this here little experiment in democracy slowly petering out. Now, um, you know the the peaceful pro uh, the peaceful transfer of power it's been the hallmark of our system and it's just so depressing to um, to see that no one's really been no one who's actually responsible for organizing and putting together the insurrection this traitorous act against not just uh, a political party but uh, our entire system of governance it's literally treason so sedition is um. Yeah, it's just a shame that you know, blah. And now the January sixth. It's a shame to know that you know Trump hasn't been charged. Trump hasn't been charged for what's happened in Mar-a-Lago. Who knows what the fuck the Department of Justice is doing? I sure as fuck don't. Um, but the January sixth committee uh finished its its existence and just time for the House Republicans not get their shit together enough and they're just tearing it all down they're just tearing it all down anyway we are not here to talk about politics or the new year necessarily we're here to talk about the best games bill for the GNU slash Lewis which you and I don't love bitches that's right so our stats episode which we normally run uh, the week after New Year's Eve we're going to move that to next week um, because I, I have a feature that this week that I really just want to do because I picked up a lot of games and we should I will make a note on this on your way out before you hit the brick ship bird uh, make a note we need a bumper for a new feature called ha ha I t- fucking told you so okay um, so our feature this week is called it's technically what I'm playing we're calling it New Year New Games but it should be called Ha 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 I Fucking Told You So these are games okay so by well we'll get to that 
Stick around. You'll hear it. This is going to be a shorter show. I, I only have like 20 more minutes left to go. But um, one final note in our top stories. I finally, quote unquote, beat We Who Are About to Die um, yesterday or the day before. I can't remember. Um, and by quote unquote beat, I mean the game is still in early access and you're already still working on it. But um, one of the most ridiculous things you can do in the game every at the start of every run you're assigned like a new class of character like you can be a slave you can be um a professional aspirant this is a gladiatorial combat arena fighting game you can be uh a thrill seeking uh civilian you can be uh uh raised by your scrollo scrollo from birth meaning you know, blah. But anyway, all of these have all these different classes. There's only like five or six of them, but they all have different um, perks and different drawbacks. Like if you're a slave, uh, your scholar takes half of all the money that you earn or that comes into your coffers at all. So half of your wager victories, half of your the only thing he doesn't share half of is your losses and your fame. Which is cool because then you can sell fame to get money and he takes a cut of that but you know, whatever. There's also a unique victory condition for each class of aspirant. And these are very different. Some of them are, like, some of the harder ones, in my in my humble opinion, are keeping an aspirant in favor above 80 with all of the patrons, all four of the patrons, and getting, getting 20,000 fame points to spend to buy their freedom. That happened to be the guy who I beat the game with uh, this time. And so, so, when I say beat the game, I don't mean just completed the victory condition. Because the victory, that's a, that's, a, that's a complex victory condition and it's difficult to do, but there are other easier ones, like, you know, get to 100,000 fame, which is so easy, it's ridiculous. Um, but and that will end your run. You'll end your run. You can set up your inheritance and everything before you end your run by, you know, if you meet the victory condition after your last fight, your most recent fight, there's like a trophy there and you can get out of this run and all all the stuff that, you know, your next guy will inherit. You'll get a new role. You'll get a new character. You'll start from nothing uh, beyond if you had heirloom available and if you had anything invested in your future character he gets that money in the heirloom and that's it and you start again um that's not what I'm talking about when I say beat the game inside of each run your aspirant goes through I, I can't I I counted them at one point but I I can't remember it's like 20 different rank no it's 17 different ranks and these determine the base the floor against which all of the events that you're offered each week can be. It's the lowest number is your actual level number. So, like, you might be, like, you know, level 28 in one-on-one, but level 16, let's say you're level 16, you would be level 16 at many versus one. Something like that. You know, different types of blah. So... The final, okay, so it, they basically go in uh, exponentially increasing increments because there's 17 of them. And you level up by, you know, gaining skill. 
in in the arena you can't level up through training i mean you 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 can level up individual skills through training but you can't level up your character in toto through training you have to you can only get it after a fight after winning a fight so there are 17 levels of this the first like six like you can knock out in like eight fights nine fights ten fights something like that then they start to get pretty extreme in the amount of experience points you need to get and I'm not entirely sure how you get those experience points other than just by winning an actual overall kills but um about halfway through it's like you know uh the next level will be at 250,000 experience points or whatever I can't remember what they're called if they're called experience points but anyway that's like at like level 8 or 10 it starts to slow down really fast from there. Like, from level, like, 10 to 11, it's, like, half a million points. And eventually, to get to level 16, which is the next to highest level, it takes 1 million experience points to get to that level. There's one level beyond it, and it is called Ascended. Ascended requires... Ascended is obviously what us game developers refer to as a fuck you kind of uh, goal. So, to get to level 16 takes 1 million skill points or whatever, experience points. To get from 16 to 17, it takes 10 million experience points. So, I'm just going to ruin this for you right now. If you want to beat, and that's like the only thing I hadn't done in the game yet. So, to give you an idea of how long this took, it took three weeks, almost. Um, I'm sorry, if you hear creaking, it's because we got a new chair in the studio because my old chair broke. Possibly because I have a giant, fat American ass. And it's it's very attractive, and it's bulbous and beautiful. I don't know. Mm. So, to get to to win the game to like you know get to like uh the next to last rank which has nothing to do with like your victory condition for the run it takes like you know i don't know 3 hours maybe 4 hours if you're really fast and really good and have a really easy run of it have a really easy victory condition not a victory condition i'm sorry uh you know have have a have a have a guy and get some catch some lucky breaks. You can do it in about three hours to get to level sixteen, and eh, maybe five hours. It took me another twenty six. It took me no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, like three to four hours, four to five ish hours depends to get to you know the one million points to get to level sixteen. You need to do that now nine more times. So it took me 26 hours to, and the, the timer, the in-game timer is all fucked up. The stats keeping is really wonky when it comes to time, uh, in terms of inside the game. My previous high score before accomplishing this was, uh, 560,000. My high score is now 10 million, of course. Hmm. I was hoping that it might, you know, unlock some sort of Easter egg or show me something. It does not. But it's 
worth achieving. The game is so much more fun now because you can't start another run until you complete or abandon or get killed doing the run that you're on. And so I finally got to retire. There's so many interesting things about the stats. We'll save that for next week's stats episode. But um yeah, so we we I've you know, we'll wait until it comes out of early access and we'll revisit We Who Are About to Die, one of my favorite games of 2023, or 2022, whether or not it came out in in time for 2022. I don't know. We'll see. You know what I mean? I, I'm still... It, it pisses me off. And we're not even going to talk about the Steam Awards this week. So that brings us to our feature. Hopefully we'll get out of here in like 15 more minutes. This is just a quick rundown of what we've been playing in the new year. Also known as... Well, Ivor based him with it. We'll tell him on the other side. What do you think? Oh. My. God. It's Melivian. Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. So, every year that like I spend significant amounts of time which is every year preparing show uh preparing sale episodes of this show Ivor and I we bust out the whiteboards we go through the rundowns we create endless amounts of lists we scour the st- it's a big pain in the ass cuz it always has to be done during the holidays when we're stressed already and lots of times we're already broke and most of the time, most of our listeners don't avail themselves of many of these. As Well, some of our listeners that we watch silently from the shadows, and they're not aware of it, but I do monitor uh, collectively our activities, at least in the world of Steam. Um, I notice that people don't avail themselves of certain games, which, you know, like, dude, you should really get this now. This creates a problem because for me, I have to pay for everything that we talk about on the show because I have to play it. And I don't return it unless it doesn't work or doesn't work on the operating system, you know, or is just so fucked up. It, it takes a lot to make, if it runs on Linux at all in any way, shape, or form, it takes me a lot to return a game like that. So, this puts me in the unenviable position of every time there's a major sale I don't really have enough time to cover the actual whole depth and breadth of the sale because I'm picking up games that I, you know, want and stuff and uh, what am I trying to say here I know the games that are on sale that are good deals but there are games that go on sale that yeah, I've been waiting to go on sale that I've forgotten about, and then I pick them up, and I don't know if they're good good enough yet, so they don't make it into any sale episode. And this is like the revenge of that kind of episode. So I got a bunch of games during the Steam Winter Sale. This was a about an average Steam Winter Sale, in my humble opinion. So here's uh, what I'm playing breakdown from basically the Steam Winter Sale. There's a couple other games in here. We'll keep it short, and this is stacked in order of um, newness. Okay? So, first off is Cinemora EX, which is a side-scrolling space shooter. It retails for 
$9.99. I got it for 99 cents. This is a really crazy THQ Nordic AAA attempt at a side-scrolling space shooter. It's got some interesting stuff. It's got some, it's got a lot of talky bullshit that you can fast forward through. Um, it has really cool giant-sized bosses and a really interesting when it the the approaches the developers took to designing a space shooter game like this is very novel and very unique. It reminds me of a combination of Psycho and uh, the Raiden team. Um, yeah, it's it's fucking nuts. So Cinemora, which I got for ninety nine cents, you can now buy for ten dollars. It's really good. I don't know if I don't know if it's great, but it's very pretty and it's very explodey and I love myself some space shooters. There were not enough space shooters in 2022 in my humble opinion. So, continuing on. That's our first Cinemora, S I N E space M O R A E X. $9.99 I paid 99 cents. Um, next is a game that I found out about through the TV Steam Awards thing or what, I don't know we're not talking about the Steam Awards again until next year hopefully they do a better job and don't insult us but this game is called Kenna Bridge of Spirits and it was nominated for um shit it was nominated for best, most unique uh, mm, outstanding visual style and I saw some of the uh, game's trailer on the Steam Awards, and I'm like, what the fuck game is this? And then I found out that it runs on Linux, and so I got it on sale for, like, uh, $19. It is a gorgeous... I mean, it is really pretty. Very kid-friendly, but not just for kids. It's the, the mind-blowing visuals will overwhelm you even if you're a jaded adult and the creature design has the cutest little guys in it they're called Rot I don't know why they're called Rot but whatever um, Kenya Bridges Spirits unless I gifted it to you by now it's not $19.99 anymore it's 40 bucks. So check that out. That game is actually really good. It's like a cross between uh, like a it's not really puzzle based. It's more like it's a big hybrid of like action. It's kind of like Monster Hunter World, but you search for the rot um, in these spirit dream worlds of other people. It kind of reminds me of Psychonauts without like the cool locomotion effects. Anyway, so that's Kenna Bridges Spirits, 40 bucks. Then there's Space Bandit. Space Bandit is, I only played like an hour of it or two. Let's see how long have I played it. Uh, yeah, one hour. I've only, it says I've only played for one hour. Space Band is a top-down roguelike that is brutal permadeath. Death, death, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. With all sorts of crazy, wacky, uh, pixel trash, um, glorious gore-based graphics. Top-down, roguelite. You have akimbo weapons. You can swap out your weapons at any time dynamically throughout combat. If someone actually hits you, it activates your emergency teleporter, which will recharge over time, but that allows you to teleport anywhere that you want, and if you draw the line through any enemy, it will kill them. It is really fast, and it is... It's a hidden gem. 
And I got it for a dollar, but you can get it for six dollars. It's really good. Came out September 18th, 2022. Late release for this game. And I really hope that uh I hope that this is the first we uh just the first that we hear, not the last of A-Star Games. It's a pretty cool game. Um it's super fast, you know, just enough synaptic activity and strategy or tactics at least to make you think about what you're going to do before you do it. It kind of remind, reminded me of uh, a two-dimensional Void Bastards. Anyway, that is Space Bandit. Then, our last two games, Mountain Blade 2, um, I am not sure how much I like Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord, even though it's like the greatest refinement of what made Mountain Blade 2 uh, or Mountain Blade um, oh god what was it called shit Mount and Blade Warband that's right that was Mountain Blade Warband that's an old old game oh look at it I was just about to clear them Mountain Blade 2 Warband which ostensibly says that it was released on October of last year, which is so not true. It was released long before that, but whatever. is a mind-blowing upgrade in terms of the graphics and everything about on the formula, which is great, because like in Mountain Blade, what you do is you have like a very Civilization 4 or 5 kind of uh, top-down view of the world, and you can zoom in and zoom out. You start off as just like one little dude, and you go to town to town, recruit um, people from the taverns. It reminds me a lot of Sid Meier's Pirates, but land-based. Well, Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord takes everything from that made uh, Warband so awesome and gives it this super awesome-looking uh, facelift. It's a whole new game. It's a real legitimate, self-standing standalone sequel. But it retains the core um stuff from the original I hate the expression beer and popcorn um, but this is like the beer and popcorn of strategy games and then when you fight, when you actually fight other people because you wander around a lot and you take weird jobs and you have like a story quest and stuff like that, um, the game just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and uh, accommodates more and more of your own personality and your own strategizing and you can just lose so many hours, but I don't know if I like it enough because I have a hard time controlling the actual combat um, with the mouse, and there it just seems it's it's really difficult. I don't know. It's not difficult. I mean, it's difficult to find which setting I might be able to reconfigure to make this better. But whatever. And then finally, it's it's an unbelievable game. You're gonna love it if you liked Warband. Fucking go get fucking Bannerlord, which by the way, I remember getting it on sale for something like uh, $15. It's 50 bucks for you, because you didn't listen to me. Oh, we'll get the case, Gregor! And then finally, a game that was not on sale at all for any of the Steam Winter Sale or ever, at least, uh, that I know of. Our own beloved Dwarf Fortress, which... We'll char- they'll charge you 30 bucks today, yesterday, and possibly tomorrow. I've been enjoying the fuck out of Dwarf Fortress. I finally got a fortress to last 
into its 27th year before I just abandoned it because like we had a we had a bunch of uh, bad spirals happening we had tantrum spirals going on and then we had uh, crime shit that just got out of control really fast and then we had a dehydration problem this is 27 years into this fort we we were a metropolis and I watched as just like this interlocking cascade of darkness just sent us into a death spiral so I started evicting all of the young children and babies I started exiling them and anyone who caused any problem I would just exile them and even that was not enough to stop the great massacre of uh, 125 which I saw yesterday as it unfolded where fucking 65 of our dwarves were murdered by one dwarf who went completely fucking insane and then a necromancer came and it did not get better because I, I did not detect the necro- necromancer until it was far too late. He's dead now but I retired that so I'm starting a new new world. Dwarf Fortress is amazing. You can count on this not being the last you've heard of Dwarf Fortress on this podcast. You can whether you like it or you don't or not. You will be hearing more about Dwarf Fortress in the coming weeks and months and possibly years on this very podcast. So that'll do us for this week's show. Cheers. Next week, our stats episode, our much beloved stats episode, uh, which should be easier this year than normal. Um, Have a happy and a safe and a healthy new year to all of you and yours. And as always, you know, many thank yous to all of our listeners uh, who've been with us for all these years. As It's either our ninth or tenth year. 2014 it says, but we were already going before then. So twenty that would make it this would make it our ninth year, I think. Anyway, cheers, catch you next week. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I. E.B. Farm. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yada yada yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yada yada yee. Four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. 
now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.